DJ and PK joined now by Chris Camerani, Utah rider for The Athletic. He comes to us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Chris, good morning. Happy Tuesday, gentlemen. Well, <laughs> wishing anyone a happy day this week when they're a Ute fan might be a little dicey. Yeah, or a Cougar fan too, right? Last weekend was not the best of weekends, although Aggie fans are sitting there with their hands on their hips, shaking their head like, went fine for us. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, they got a they got a win in your home city, man. I mean, I, I, there are there are worse places to be able to win football games than San Diego. I know that. The Cal comes to mind, but let's move on from that. So the Utes, how do they adjust after what happened at USC? With here comes another air raid offense looking to throw the ball all over the field. They struggled with Northern Illinois in the first half. They obviously gave up over 300 yards passing to USC. What are they going to do? Uh, they got a lot of work cut out for them. They, uh, I think the injury to Zach Moss makes the task that much more difficult. I, I know Kyle's been um, complimentary of those young guys behind Zach, but as we saw Friday at the Coliseum, this offense is just not the same um, as it is when Zach's back there. So, yeah, the secondary has their work cut out for them, but it's not the same kind of offense that they're going to be facing in terms of you're not going to have guys just going straight fly down the down the center of the field and and throwing jump balls. It's Wazoo is a death by a thousand cuts offense, and and Utah knows that firsthand because they've lost to him four four straight times. So it's uh, it's going to be a uh, a tough hike. Um, I'm fascinated more than defensively. I'm fascinated to see what Andy Ludwig does offensively. Did you find it interesting that they built up Wilmore and then when Moss goes out, he doesn't play? A little bit. I, I, I think the fact that Devin Brumfield is considered their second best pass protection running back after Zach, I think that's an obvious um, insert in terms of once Zach goes out, you need a guy who can protect the quarterback when the opposing defense is sending blitzes through the gaps. And if you have a guy who is still relatively green and, and learning the system, um, it's it's not a, a great recipe for you, uh, and, and and Devin has proven even last year that's the reason why he got into games when when Zach was hurt was that as a true freshman he figured out how to pass protect and um, you're going to need that going forward if if Zach is out for a couple games because Tyler was running for his life Friday in L.A. and Utah just doesn't really want that going forward. That was kind of a weird deal. How do you explain how much Tyler Huntley had to run for his life? How often the USC was defense was in their backfield, and yet at the same time they ran for almost 250 yards, which is a huge number. Very odd. Um, yeah, it seemed like if when they wanted to, Utah could run at will um, without the penalties. I think you could argue that Utah maybe gets close to 300 yards rushing total on the ground. Um, but when Tyler dropped back to pass, I don't know. Um, I mean, USC does have talented guys up front. They have uh, that Utah kid, Jay Tufele, who went to Bingham. He had a very standout game, and they got Christian Rector back, who was a, who's a very impressive defensive end. So it's, it was one of those things where um, the defensive or the offensive line just struggled to adjust um, to a basic four-man rush. And when USC brought 
pressure, it was uh, it was not good for that Utah offensive line. So there's also some issue about uh, Huntley. If that doesn't happen where he plays, man, it seemed to me that the Utes would be in a world of hurt. <laughs> yeah, we will uh, we will be seeing. Uh, there will be a lot of people with binoculars on press row Saturday night uh, at Rice-Eccles Stadium to see who's doing what two hours before kick. Um, we'll see. I mean, Kyle said yesterday that Drew Lisk was the number two quarterback as of last Friday in L.A., um, despite Jason Shelley essentially helping lead Utah to a Pac-12 South title last year. Um, we'll see. I don't I don't. There, there is uh, something interesting about that number two qu- quarterback battle, and and maybe it's just Andy Ludwig asserting himself and and making guys earn it. And you can't really rest on your laurels under him. And that's what I'm assuming. Drew is uh, more consistent in practice, and that's what Kyle said. So, um, if there's a chance Tyler can go, uh, that will be another fascinating subplot to this game on Saturday. So were you surprised when the line came out and the Utes were favored by six? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Um, it's uh, especially considering you're not likely to see Zach this weekend, and um, it, I'm going to keep beating this horse, but if Zach's healthy, this team is going to be fine. But when he's not, they uh, they have some work cut out for him, especially considering the offensive line struggles and pass protection, as we've seen, and I don't know about these wideouts. I, I, I think that there's a, I mean, it's all an organic thing. It's not, it's never one thing, but there were a lot of times where Tyler didn't have anywhere to go with the ball when he dropped back. And a couple seconds into that pass rush, there were guys in his face and he had to figure out how to uh, freestyle and, and either get out of sacks or, or get up the field. So it's going to be a huge test. And Wazoo traditionally does well against Utah defensively. So it's, um, yeah, there are a lot of questions, as Kyle said, Friday in L.A., and, and there's not a lot of answers right now. Is this Utah secondary overrated? I think yes and no. Um, I, I think maybe we overrated them a bit in the fact that they were replacing two NFL caliber safeties and were essentially transitioning one guy who was a lifetime cornerback to a starting free safety spot, and he's he was banged up, you know, after that Idaho State game. And um, I was able to talk to Julian yesterday after practice, and he isn't really sugarcoating anything. He put everything on himself and, and that secondary. So uh, I think what they have going for them is the fact that they have a team like Wazoo coming to town who can um, not erase those nightmares of L.A., but can maybe make it a little better. Um, and and these guys um, – they know what Wazoo's about, and you're going to have to slow down what Mike Leach is, is going to do to you, and that's what these guys have to do. And and, and, and one thing that I'm, I'm interested in seeing is how do those guys behind the starters in the secondary do once they're rotated in and out? Because as you guys know, when you're facing a team that throws the ball 60 times a game, you can't have the same four guys out there. And, and as we saw last week in L.A., the guys not named Jalen Johnson struggled a little bit. Chris Camerani joining us, Utah uh, beat writer for The Athletic. So, you know, a lot has been made by Utah fans. Why would they come out and play man? Why didn't they drop eight like BYU did? Well, they were rushing three and dropping eight on the 77-yard touchdown pass early in the third quarter, 
And that one, and I guess on the scramble also for the second touchdown, there's a safety back there, and you, just, you don't make a play on the ball. I mean, we can sit here and talk about talent and schemes and all that, but when the ball is in the air, somebody just has to go get it. How much yep. of this, no matter what they do this week, how much of this just comes down to three and a half hours on Saturday and whether guys just go make plays? Yeah, it's. I mean, that's definitely the case. And I think outside of that shell shock first quarter, Utah kind of, I mean, they rebounded. They, they outside of that bomb to Pittman, they, they stabilized themselves. But again, like you said, that play was there to be made. It wasn't like Pittman was wide open beyond the, the cornerback and, and Julian. He just timed the ball better and he located the ball better. And that was... That was really odd to see. Like you, I can't remember the last time I saw a Utah secondary so discombobulated on repeated deep balls. Um, and, and maybe that goes back to PK's um, question: Were this was this group overrated? Maybe I, 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 I'm a proponent for the fact that you need to have a, a pretty, not a pretty stiff non-conference schedule to prepare you for games like this, but you got to have something ideal to to set you up. I mean. No offense to the Bengals of Pocatello, but you could tell that the speed of USC, the talent of USC, the ability of USC, uh, you know, caught these guys off guard a little bit because they hadn't really seen anybody like that since last fall. So you wake up one morning and you decide you're going to shave the beard and no longer be as hairy. What's going on? Well, um, I mean, you know this well, PK, you're uh you're stereotyped and stopped by TSA at the airport all the time. Yeah. So, you know, you, you don't want to necessarily have to go through that every time. You, I mean, you, you buy pre-check for a reason, but they still manage to get you, as you know so well. So after the after Salt Lake and LAX, I, I decided to mix it up, and it's kind of a, an experiment. We're going to see if my data points line up for my next trip or not, but... That was the uh, the thinking behind it. I'm a little tired of getting my palms swiped. <laughs> How often has that happened? What are we What are we like? Out of ten? Out of five? Yeah, yeah, out of ten. ten. Out of ten. Out of ten trips to the airport. How often do you get pulled over to the side and six to seven? Really? Yeah. Coming home. Coming home from Brazil, I got taken off the plane. But randomly selected in Brazil, mind you. And uh, they took me off the plane. They grabbed my bag. They opened it up. They emptied it out on the, you know, that jetway thing. And they went every which way. So this is the world we're living in. And I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of it. You think it's because you're dark skinned and you have a beard and long hair? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I think they're, maybe they're just a little, uh, offended by how good looking I am. Maybe they're like, <laughs> we can't trust this guy. That's the only thing I can think of. I'm, not, I'm asking a cool. serious question because I find this very interesting. A serious question from PK at 9am. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You, you have to, you have to forgive me. My heart skipped a beat. Because I don't do that. Um, I mean, I don't walk in that world. No, you don't. Um, I mean, I think I can't help but think maybe. I mean, the, the the ironic times are my wife is a five foot tall redhead, and there are times when when I don't get stopped, but we're walking together. She's the one who gets pulled aside. So it's kind of like mm, I don't know. 
is there a correlation? Is this all a trick? Am I living in a state of reverie? I have no idea. Either way, a serious question from PK at 9 a.m. has been given an answer. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting deal. I mean, I'm, I just have no comprehension of what you must go through because I don't have to do that. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a byproduct of being a mixed race person yeah. in this day and age. And like I said, I'm not, I don't really take offense to it. The, the beauty of, of the pre-check is that you can still get pulled off to the side, but as long as they don't make me take my shoes off, I'm fine. But don't make me, don't make me take my shoes off at 8 a.m. I'm not into that. So have you thought about other stuff, cutting the hair, shortening the hair up? <laughs> Oh, don't do no, that. No, That's no. your calling card. No, no, no. no well, he's yeah, done it. Card. He's done it before, and he just he grew it right back out again. <laughs> what does a hairy do? He grows it like in a half a week. I know exactly. Yeah, the yeah the uh, the wife tells me that when I shave with long hair, I, I look a little too much like an attractive woman. So I, I kind of take that with a grain of salt. But you know, I'm like, all right, I'll take it. You know, she still she still finds me attractive in a certain light. So I'm not going to complain necessarily, but. To your point, I shaved on Sunday, and it's already nearing its return, so yeah. don't worry. Okay. I'm, you guys will not be alarmed much longer. Okay. All right, Chris, well, well, we'll like a full report, you know, kind of before and after your own kind of case study here. So uh, Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm happy, to, I'm happy to do it. And I'm here for all the serious questions from PK, by the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. All right. So whenever you guys need me. Chris Kimrani, he writes for The Athletic, covers the Utah football team. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys.